That's when I had my first epiphany. Here's the thing about Americans. We seek out exotic destinations. In our heads, we're all secretly Anthony Bourdain. As a people, there's almost no place on earth we won't visit. That our tour group was only the second set of Americans to ever set foot in this godforsaken Italian town told me that we weren't anywhere any American would be dumb enough to go. That's a quick opening shot from my new memoir, Stories I Tell in Bars, available on iBooks, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, etc., and it introduces today's topic, which is travel. I'm Jen Lancaster, one of your hosts here on Stories We'd Tell in Bars, and I am delighted to be with the other half of the we, Gina B. Are you excited about our show today, Gina? I am absolutely excited because I love to travel. It's one of my favorite things to do. You are a world traveler. How many countries have you been to? I don't know. I have to count someday. But I, I know that I've, I've been to Asia, Africa. I've been to Europe. Um, I've been to the UK. Those are continents. Oh, I know. But I'm just, I'm just <laughs> counting continents. I can't. It's easier to count continents than countries. Okay, because I know that I've been in a few countries in Africa and a couple countries in Europe. Um, if you count like our layover, I've been to two countries in Asia because we went to Indonesia in March. And so then I would count that laid over in Tokyo. I would count that. Which in of itself was an experience. So yeah, I'll count that. So yeah, I've been a lot of places. I, I would want to go to the bathroom in the Tokyo airport because I feel like that would have been an experience. Oh my God. I told you about the sign. There's a sign. And you know, the thing I, the thing about signs is what I always say. Signs, if you see a sign, um, it's, it's according to what the dumbest person has done. Right. I mean, seriously. And, and and if you see like you see those signs on vending machines, like don't shake because it's going to fall and kill you. Someone has died beneath the vending machine. And that's why the sign's there. So in Tokyo, I looked at the wall of the bathroom and it said, don't stand on the toilet seat. And there was a little diagram. I have a picture of it. Little diagram of somebody standing on the toilet seat and it breaking and them falling like probably into the toilet or something. And so I'm just like, is that a thing? Because they were squatting on it. They were squatting on. But then I learned that it's a thing in Asia to squat when you go number two, as opposed to how we do it. Well, that's supposed to be healthier for you, but... Allegedly, but why I mean, would you stand on the toilet? They've seen TV. Yeah, yeah. If, if, you, if you're at an airport, you've, you've seen TV, so you know how other people use the toilet. I mean, anything you watch, someone eventually uses an actual toilet. Exactly, they sit somewhere. So I guess they think we're stupid, though. I don't know. Because they think we're unsanitary. So it's just, we don't have to spend this whole time talking about toilets. So anyway, so we are also joined today by DJ Lee Farmer, who was providing our music and making us sound good. And the song that he is playing today is Stand Up and Dance, which is a track that he created um, with Maurice Brown. So that's Can people buy it somewhere? People can buy it. People can buy it on iTunes. They can buy it on iTunes. So Very nice. Yes. Okay, we're going to, we are going to get into the happy hour portion of our show with a toast. Yay. Gina, what are you drinking today? <laughs> I'm exciting today because I'm drinking water. Why am I drinking water? Because I'm on a cleanse. And that's why when I came in, you were drinking, you are rather eating carrot ginger soup. Exactly. Which smells really good. It's good. It's just that, you know, I'd rather be having pizza. I am off my cleanse. Mm. I am drinking, okay, right now I'm drinking iced tea with lemon and like so many Splendas, which is not Whole30 approved because I am off Whole30 because I can't not drink in this political climate. So thanks, 45. You put me back on wine. Thanks for that. <laughs> well, who are we going to drink to today? Why don't you give the toast? Okay. Um, 
I would like to make a toast to my Italian professor whose $12 Italian lessons proved to be a very long con. But without her, I would have never taken the worst trip in the universe that resulted in what's probably my best story. It's my best story, so salute Salute to her. (laughs) Okay, we're covering travel today because it's something we both really love. And as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing like a great vacation. What makes a vacation great for you? <sighs> a, a great vacation to me is I love accommodations. So I'm very particular about the accommodations that I have. So if I know I'm going to have great accommodations in a beautiful either resort or a hotel um, and the travel to and from there isn't going to be treacherous. Like, and by treacherous, I mean, like we went to Indonesia, like I said, mm-hmm. that was a 22 hour travel situation what did you do on the plane for so long because i complained. can't sleep on a plane because i have to steer it with my mind you know what i did i complained okay so here's here's how this went down i was thinking i was under the impression because my my dear boyfriend told me that there's a potential that we could have gotten upgraded now to give you a little background about my travel you're gonna laugh at this but i had never previously flown longer than five hours not in business or first, first class <laughs> Like going to LA almost killed me in coach, right? Because I'm a little spoiled. So when I would hashtag that white people problems, but that's not you. No, it's well, it's first world problems. But you know what? Damn it, I live in a first world country, so whatever. Um, but yeah, it's first world problem. But it's it's you know it's a Gina problem. But so we. Um, <laughs> He told me, oh, there's a potential that we can upgrade because I have lots of miles. And then the night before our trip, which fortunately it did not happen any days before because I might have canceled, the night before the trip, he's like, oh, looks like we can't upgrade. Ugh. And I was like, well, what do you, what do you mean we can't upgrade? Like, I want to I be in those comfy Polaris chairs where you can just right. lay down and watch television and they bring you champagne the entire time because that, by the way, is how I got through the South Africa flight. I laid back, they brought champagne, I had endless movies, and I was a, a happy girl when I got that That's flight. all I want in my life, that and a good parking space. Well, so we flew to Tokyo in coach, by the way, and then not only that, but we were like in the first row of coach, so I could see <gasps> within spitting distance were people that That's were like... That's the worst. It was such a big tease, so when you asked what I did on the plane, I complained. And then, on top <laughs> of it, we switched over in Tokyo, which, have you seen Japanese people? Yeah. Those seats are much smaller on that ANA flight. Then. How long was that flight? That was eight hours. Oh, Jesus God. Yeah. Yeah. It was 13, then eight. I mean, how does everybody on the plane smell at that point? I mean, things are not fresh. Well, you know what? We were lucky um, because I, I think the smell was okay. But I'll tell you what. When I flew to Senegal, um, that was where it got dicey as hell. Like, it was not smelling good. I was happy when we landed. So I was like, please, just swallow me whole because I'm, it smells so bad. I'm such a baby that I really hate a flight that's more than four hours. I mean, I've been I've been I to Europe, but, but I don't know how I got through it again since I cannot sleep on a plane. I think the first time I went to Italy, I took two Xanax and had a bunch of drinks on the plane and couldn't sleep, but couldn't really function either. <laughs> That sounds like a recipe for like you wanting to do online shopping and, and were you did you get online? No, that sounds like a recipe for the air marshals to take me. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Okay, no question. Okay, anyway, what what would ruin a trip for you? You are someone who well, I, I am someone who follows you on social media, and I have to say that it seems like your luggage only joins you on your trips about half the time. Is that because you are not an airport nerd like me? Because you know that I am there two full hours before my <laughs> flight leaves. And part of that is because I'm cheap because I have the Admirals Club and I 
pay what, $400 a year for it? And I'm going to get my $400 worth of cookies and cappuccinos. <laughs> no, I don't know what the deal is. Like, I'll tell you, it's, it's not because I, well, if I have my preference, I'll walk straight to the airport on the plane. Like, I don't love being there early, but I will. Just See, that's because- the voice of someone who's flown private before. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I, that's my goal, to fly private as often as I possibly can. Um, yeah, I've never done that in my I, life. I, you know what? It's, it's yeah. Um, so, anyway, so I try to Hashtag get there. Gina B problems. <laughs> I try to get there. You have to be there 45 minutes in advance, at least, if you're going to get your flight, if you're luggage on, right? I would die if I were there 45 minutes beforehand. I would be, I would be, I would need my two Xanax and a wine. Well, that happens a lot because generally neither of us who are generally traveling traveling together enjoy being in the airport for that long um my boyfriend's business partner if he had his preference he would be there three hours ahead we're like why are you going to the airport that early he's like no i gotta get there like yeah have fun with that so we'll often just leave with without him but um he'll leave without us but um i don't know what happens to my luggage and so now i'm to the point where i bought this tracking device for my luggage where even if no one can find it, I can find it <laughs> because I have a tracker on it. Have you used it? I haven't had to, that's but that's good. Murphy's Law, right? So the minute I get some device that that makes me able that's, to find my luggage. Is now. That's the same thing with our whole house generator. We had the summer, when we the, I called it the summer where I had to buy mayonnaise. We lost power five times and to replace the contents of our fridge five times. So we bought a whole house generator. We haven't lost power since then, mm-hmm. not because of the generator. But because we bought the generator. Exactly. Okay, so what would ruin a trip for you? What, oh, what makes okay. It bad? So, well, it's pretty it's pretty damn bad when you don't have your luggage. But it's also bad when you have terrible accommodations where you have to sleep in this place every night that's disgusting. That doesn't happen to me very often. I can only remember, well, a couple times. We were stuck in Miami in that bad hotel. But when I was in South Africa once, we were in essentially, I was in essentially a hut. Yeah. And I could see, like, geckos um, on the ceiling, and that was pretty dicey but yeah that ruins a trip for me if the accommodations aren't good were you on a safari i was on a press junket so i was you know going through the entire country to experience the culture of south africa it was amazing i i love south africa i would totally i can't wait to go back i like a south african accent because i've been watching below deck which i'm sure i will mention again but i like a south african accent yeah it's interesting to me uh and i find myself because i've been watching so much below deck where they're where they're speaking with their South African accents. Now I'm thinking with the South African dialect, which is just dumb. (laughs) Well, I went to South Africa only 10 years after apartheid. So the South African accent to me was a little bit different, Uh, but, um, yeah, but it's, it, it, I guess it can be kind of like that said Dutch. It's kind of that, you know, now for, for travel, do you have global entry and TSA pre-check? Now, if, if you get nothing else from this podcast and (laughs) that is a possibility, that is my quick and dirty piece of advice. Um, yes. y- y- you apply for it, then you go in and you have an interview with the TSA people. When I went in, I thought I would have to talk about patriotism and, and write an essay, but it turned out the TSA agent who was interviewing me was a friend of a friend, and we just talked about dating. And then I said, well, you know, what else do you need to know? And she said, you're done. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a, well, if you're most people, it is a simple <laughs> process. I applied for, I have TSA pre, I don't have global entry. Global entry is the next step, right? Um, but I went in, they really just want to fingerprint you. That's the whole goal. They ask you some stupid questions and you leave out of there. But if you are my boyfriend, then you find <laughs> ways to complicate the situation a little bit. What did he do? He went in for his global meeting. And the thing that, you know, I try to like enforce to him is that these people that are evaluating you for potential unrest or terror, whatever they're looking for, right? They don't have a sense of humor. 
like at all. Like you cannot joke with them. You just answer the question as succinctly as possible and you get the hell out of there and you just get your credentials and you're good. Right. But my boyfriend couldn't do that. So <laughs> the question was, um, have you ever been arrested? And so he says, yeah, I'm a black man in America. Of course I've been arrested, which oh. of course didn't really <laughs> like that. That wasn't really the best answer. And while it might've been true to my chagrin, um, cause I hate nothing more than his arrest stories. Um, then I, I just, I just didn't know how to help him with that. I was like, well, dude, you made your bed. So basically he got denied. <laughs> so he got a decline letter, but then he wrote a letter saying that he was discriminated against and finally got his, his well, global entry. Well, yes, he was, but he did not help himself. Like my point is help people help you. That's now, my whole point. It is my opinion that the terrorists would not have a sense of humor. I mean, look at look at what happened in Paris because they couldn't take a political cartoon. I think by him saying something quick, quippy, they'd be like, well, you're a patriot. Yeah. Welcome. But, uh, well, you don't stand in line anymore. If you've learned nothing else in the news in the last year, you've learned that, like, you know, just being a black person isn't necessarily you, – you have to just sort of walk a line, yeah. unfortunately. And, and – you know, whether that's right or wrong, it is what it is, kind of. So you, you just, you don't want to get out of line in any traffic stops. Yeah. You don't want to, you know, any anybody that has some sort of police authority, you just sort of leave them alone. I, I, that's I guess. how I navigate anyway. But I guess that makes sense. Whatever. We don't have to get all political yeah. on our fun podcast. I'm <laughs> drinking now, so we could. Yeah, we could. We could just <laughs> pour ourselves. I have wine, so we could, you know. And I always get shift. Home. Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> you say so. So, you know. I don't understand people who don't want to travel. Like even with the 22 hour flights, et cetera, it's still worth it to um, land in a foreign country and immerse yourself in another culture. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself, for your health um, and for your mental well-being, and also for your relationships. So just to give you a couple facts about travel from Buzzfeed, um, it does help improve problem solving. It helps improve problem solving skills. Like how to get your global entry. How to get global entry. <laughs> also, you know, how to navigate countries when you're lost, because inevitably you're going to be kind of lost at some point. I mean, you're not always going to be able to use the Navi if you go to a country. Not everybody speaks English. Not exactly. Not everybody speaks English. And Lord knows Americans don't speak other languages. No. So, except for I do. But yeah, other, you know. <laughs> Hashtag Gina B problems. Gina B problems. Okay, (laughs) fine. So, and vacations can lower your risk of heart disease because you're supposed to be relaxing and that takes your, your, that is good to know because it makes you step away from all of the things that, that are stressing you out in your life. I know it's a good vacation when I forget that I have a real life that isn't happening where I am. I, I, the last time I was really be able to immerse myself like that was this girl's trip I did to Turks and Caicos last year. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I live here now. This yeah. is my life now. I can eat in 22 different restaurants and swim in 16 different pools. This is my life. Right. And it's, it's fun to, and then you got to come home, but I it's, like it's, that it's, part. it's, yeah, that's, that's not the best part, but it's, it's good to like be there and just to be able to like, enjoy that. It helps people that are suffering from depression also. Um, and it also helps couples, Pardon me? The vitamin D. Oh my God. And I'm so deficient, but, um, it helps. It says that couples who travel together report increased feelings of intimacy. And it's funny, um, because I had a friend who used to, well, she's since broken up with this guy, but they traveled together and they traveled great together. Mm -hmm. But just when they got home, they couldn't get along, but they were great travelers together. And so I'm like, I don't know what that means, but maybe just stay on vacation. But they end up breaking up. So, well, that's, that's but anyway, so travel makes you smarter, more creative, and overall healthier. So I am for it. 
I think that's a good idea. Now, I just saw the thing on Facebook as a response to people who say that they can't afford travel. It was this graph. Mm-hmm. Um, and the graph said if you normally buy your lunch every day when you work in your office and maybe you buy a coffee, then you're spending about $400 a month. And it just said, pack your lunch instead, and then, boom, you can afford to pack your bags. Well, you know the best part about travel, though, right? I'm going to say the tan. No, it's the travel stories. <laughs> and you should know this more than anybody. Sometimes, like, the worst trips, you know, like what you had, can lead to the best stories. And we are going to get into those bad stories after we take this quick break, and we're going to return with the binge portion of our show. We'll discuss some of our best and worst trips after the break. I, for one, am tired of being divided. We have individual DNA, multiple countries of origin, and sometimes radically opposing political views. But the one thing we all have in common, we all have skin. And whether your skin tone is dark or light, you deserve healthy, beautiful skin. And that's where Naturals by Gina B comes in. Our products are comprised of ingredients that you can actually pronounce. There are no parabens, no artificial fragrances, yet we have rich, emollient, decadent products that will contribute to beautiful, moisturized skin that will last for hours and actually get better over time. So to learn more about us, please visit us at naturalsbygenab.com. Your skin will love you for it. Welcome back to the binge portion of our podcast. As a reminder, you are listening to stories we'd tell in bars. I am Gina B, and I am here with my co-host, Jen Lancaster. Your cohort. <laughs> that too. And we're talking about travel and, and how um, we had some pretty good and pretty bad travel situations that make for great stories. So, Jen, why don't you? Tell me the best thing you have ever done on a vacation, because I know you've been good places and done cool stuff. Oh, wow. The best thing. Okay, I'm going to go back to South Africa again. And I'm actually going to repeat some of this for my birthday this year. So... In South Africa, my big thing that I love to do every time I go on vacation is to get up and close and personal with the wildlife that are there. So I, I find out. Plan. Yeah, I find out where is there like some sort of like animal outreach or rescue. Where can I play with a wild animal? Is what I want to know. So in Africa, as you might imagine, there are very cool places you can go. There's a place outside of Cape Town called Cheetah Outreach. Huh. So this is interesting actually because. Cheetahs are a menace to farmers, as you might imagine. Right. In Africa. They're like, you know, what do we have? We have deer, you know, yeah. and they have cheetahs that come and Tears they... Tears don't really bite. Right. But they eat, you know, I don't know. I mean, I can't but even think of anything cheetahs comparable. Cheetahs will attack people, right? Cheetahs will attack animals first. Okay. Um, but people, yeah, they will. I mean, if, if you, you know... They have teeth, I guess. Once in a while, you see, once in a great while, you'll see like a news clip where some deer kicks a redneck. But I don't think that they normally attack people. No, deers aren't attacked. But they're 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 also though they're menaces to farmers. Like so because they eat the leaves and they just people don't really like them around because they eat the vegetation. Cheetahs are menaces because they will kill livestock. Is the uh. problem with cheetahs? So there is a dog. It's a sheepdog of sorts that is a natural repellent to the cheetah. 
because otherwise farmers will kill cheetahs and they will become extinct. So this cheetah outreach equips these farms with these specific dogs. And I'll look it up. I'll tell you what it is. And the cheetah naturally will stay away from that farm because they don't like that dog. Wow. It's kind of weird. So in the meantime, there have been cheetahs that they've managed to rescue that have been maybe been casualties or maybe they've been born in captivity or whatever. And there's certain cheetahs that you can actually like play with and there's sometimes cubs that you can oh which it's so cool to have all that little power you feel all that like you know when they're babies you just know those legs are going to be the fastest animal it's just so interesting they have giant giant paws they do they have big paws and they have the tail and they have that rough i mean it's just it's incredible so i was able to play with some cheetahs ultimately they're still cats they are cats and i've played with um lion cubs as well so i that was like the best part have you ever been trip. to an elephant sanctuary? That's on my bucket list. I really want to go, but I want to make sure that they're being nice to the elephants. There aren't a lot that are legitimate. Right. And that's something that I know. I know that there's a place in Sri Lanka that you can go, but I know nothing about Sri Lanka. Have you been there? It I have like, not been to Sri Lanka. Well, I'm surprised. We'll put that on the list. We'll put on that the on the list. list of places to go. But yeah, I would love to go, but I just really want to make sure that they're, you know, not being cruel right. to right. the animals. That's one of my rules. That's why we don't go to SeaWorld. This is why. I've been there before and I don't like it. I think That's I went to circuses either. I, no, well, there's so many reasons not to go to circuses. Yeah. And the animals in captivity are just a small part of it. Right. Not the least of which <laughs> is the right, the animals in captivity. So. Exactly. Now, Gina, you are one of the reasons that I finally renewed my passport. Really? I hadn't, I hadn't had my passport renewed since like 1984 is when I got my first one. Oh then my it God. expired. Um, and you, no one else in our friend group, all of who are travelers, could believe that I didn't have the desire to leave the country. I thought, well, everything I want is here. And then when I finally did challenge myself to travel internationally, I got the bug. Yeah. Well, it's a good bug to have. So what's your best trip been so far? I think my favorite place I have been, and I'm, I'm looking at stuff right now and I want to go back is London. Mm. Uh, it, it was just everything about it was spectacular from the polite people to just the courteousness with which they construct their signs. Like we were, we were at one of the palaces and there were all these horses and the signs said, you know, please use caution when approaching the horses as they may bite you and cause you injury. It was so polite (laughs) in America. There'd just be a horse's head with a big slash through it. Yeah. I mean, once again, the dumbest person with the dumbest, right? Because you know, because you know dummies have gotten bitten. But I love going to places like this with Fletch. Because Fletch is not great, my husband, is not great at relaxing. But you get him on foreign soil, and then all of a sudden he is Euro Fletch. He is Mr. Let's buy leather bracelets outside so I can so I can be funky. It's um it's a really wonderful experience traveling with him. Even though it um the getting him on the plane and getting him packed does not does not always work so well. Now you have upcoming travel going, but if you yep. could go anywhere you wanted, price is no object. Where would you head? Oh God, because I would do a repeat. I'd have to go back to South Africa. Um, You're making me want to go. I've been dying to get back down there because when I went before I went, I had such misconceptions about it, like a lot of people might. Well, because everyone saw Lethal Weapon too. <laughs> well, there's that diplomatic but, immunity. But I just didn't know. I didn't know how I would be received as an American and a black American specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was going to be a big diet plan because I wasn't sure if I was going to like the food. What was the food like? Oh my God. It turned out the food was probably the best part. 
because of the way apartheid was structured, right? Mm-hmm. So the blacks were in one area, the whites were in another area. And when you're in between, you're colored. And that's when you're Asian, Indian, um, I mean, Indian is Asian technically, but, um, you know, biracial, whatever, mm-hmm. you're in the colored area, Cape Malay. Um, so out of this really ugly system of government, it created an interesting fusion of culture. So all of those in the colored areas, especially all of those cultures fused into their food. So it's spicy. And it's, um, you know, really fresh, a lot of fresh seafood because of where they are. The chicken is fresh. I mean, everything just, it's, it's really rich flavor. I used to love to go to the Indian spice markets in Durban. Durban, mm-hmm. South Africa has the second highest population of Indians to India. Oh, neat. Yeah, at least it did when I was there. And they have this huge spice market and you can get anything there. And there's a spice called Mother-in-Law Extinguisher. <laughs> Which I should have just bought. I didn't have a mother-in-law. still don't. But, I mean, I should have just bought that. But they say don't touch it because it's so hot that it will permeate your skin. Yeah, that's not a selling point for me. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of interesting to me, though. Is it the kind of stuff that you put on your food and you sweat and cry while yeah, you eat? Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's that. What that it, does not appeal not to so me much so much. To you. Yeah, I not thought so it much. would be super interesting to have. But anyway, so I would do another tour through South Africa, even though I've been there before. I thought it was it, just that phenomenal. It sounds amazing. Now, if if price were an object, <laughs> where would you go to get the most bang for your buck? <sighs> most bang for your buck? Like, um, yeah. Probably just drive around to uh, <laughs> New Buffalo, Michigan. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, New Buffalo. If you are in the Chicago area, New Buffalo is really cute. I mean, you're on the other side of Lake Michigan, which is a little cleaner. Okay. And you can, like, rent a cottage. If you're the type that likes to just sort of get away and relax and kick back... That's an easy place to go. Um, you know, like if you're on the East Coast, then people like to flock to Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. Um, the ha- Well, these aren't cheap places, but the Hamptons. Um, yeah, the Hamptons not was not cheap when we went. <laughs> no. But, I mean, I'm just talking things that are drivable. There are places in Michigan. Um, my friend Christy has a bed and breakfast in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, which is where I went to camp. And oh, so, how fun. I know. So it's really cute. Um little town so I mean there's a lot of places that you can just drive to that are fun you know honest to god I um I did a speaking event last fall and the speakers were so nice and they put me in what I knew was going to be a terrible terrible hotel and I didn't want to be big diva like I am not going to stay there so I'm like this is great thank you so much and I checked myself into the Indian casino five miles away like waited until they had dropped me off and and was at the hotel for them to pick me up so I stayed at this Indian casino um somewhere I forget where it was it was somewhere in Michigan it was I think for $200, it was the greatest hotel room I have ever seen. Really? I mean, the the bathroom was the size of your, your whole first floor, practically. The one of my bathrooms. I had this giant bedroom. I had a TV room. Oh, I had wow. a dining room. Like $200 a night in this. In the, where was, was really this? A, um, where was it that I went? It was up, in, up by Kalamazoo, the, the, the Firekeeper's oh. Casino. It was phenomenal i thought i would do this for a girl's trip because it was 200 bucks you could put five people in this room and not have them hate each other huh so i would do i would do something like that i mean there was a lot of smoke in the casino which i'm a big baby about but i thought you know know what for 200 bucks i can just wash my pants yeah i don't care for for that for that kind of luxury i'm a big luxury kind of travel girl it was it was amazing and the room service again because it was in an indian casino i mean you know how you you get eggs for breakfast and then a coffee and maybe some fruit and all of a sudden you've spent a hundred dollars this was like fourteen dollars everything about it was was 
a pleasant surprise. And I, like I said, I never told the sponsors because I didn't want to say like, I don't like your hotel because I didn't want to be that jerk. I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be polite because they had such a nice event for me. Mm -hmm. But this was such a pleasant surprise that I didn't know. It's always nice to have a a pleasant surprise when you're traveling. Right? Right? Now, okay, would you rather do, given the choice, a solo trip, a girl's trip, a couple's trip? What, um, what would you want to do? You know, honestly, I was never the girl's trip person. How come? Because someone's always, I mean, you could, there's always the archetypes, right, that you're traveling with, especially if some of the girls are married, right? The married girls are like the most buckwild ones on the trip. And <laughs> they're always the ones, and it's so funny because of the married girls, their husbands are always the ones, they think that I'm the, 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 the fire starter, like, oh, Gina's the single one. She's the one that's, you know, going to swing from the rafters. I'm like, no, that's your wife. Like, that's yeah. the one. So couple strips are fun because you can hang out with your significant other. And then, you know, you can get lucky later. And it's not anybody <laughs> that, you, <laughs> that you didn't know five hours ago. <laughs> what was the trip that you, you two went on? Was it this last trip or one before where you made friends with the couples from Dallas? And I spent oh, a whole yeah. week just, just like hating them because I was jealous. Costa Rica. Okay. So... Costa Rica was fun. We went there for Christmas, not this past, but the Christmas before. So what was that? Christmas 2015. Um, And so we met this wonderful couple while we were down there. They were on their honeymoon. The resort that we went to was brand new. Like they had opened like two months. Well, you think it was nice, right? It was nice, but there were a lot of kinks that needed to be worked out. Oh, that's bad. And so every time you ask them for something, they would say, it's a pleasure. (laughs) It's a pleasure, ma'am. And everything, we got switched to a, a really much better room though, because our air conditioning didn't work in Ugh. the first room. And so then they let us have our pick of room. So that was cool. Um, we, we capitalized on that, but you know, we, we met, um, this, this, these friends of ours now that we've seen in various cities. We just happened to run into them in other cities. Like That's our, so fun. it's been fun. Yeah. Amy and Gotti, they're great. They're great people. Um, I so, them. oh, you'd love <laughs> them. No, you seriously, you'd love them. They're probably the best people we've met on they vacation. They are my enemies. Oh no, seriously. When they come next time you will meet them and you will be in love. You are only allowed to have be friends <laughs> with us. No, they're fun. They're fun. They're fun. Well, I'm I sure they are. You. Every time I see you, you guys are like, oh, hugging and we are having the best time. I'm oh like, yeah. We, we, if we, I yeah, hate them. we have a great time. Like, you know, because Lee and, and Gotti, the husband get along famously and they talk about business and you know, whatever. And so Amy and I can like laugh about dumb shit and gossip, you know, it, it just works out really well. So the next time you guys will have to join us when we do a couple's well, trip, just be our friends and they'll, we will take them from you. Take, you take them from us. You would love them though. So um, no so girls that, trips yeah. for you. I do a I lot just, of girls trips. Yeah, you do. You know, I think they always lot... end up interesting too. <laughs> well, yeah. That, okay, that's true because I generally don't learn from my mistakes. See? But but part of it is because we have so many issues with our with our dogs who are who are just a, I love our dogs very much, but we have we have two pit bulls um, who are afraid of each other now, so they can't be in the same room, or else it gets expensive. And we've been through trainers, we've been through behavioral therapy, and it is getting better. Uh-huh. But it's really hard for Fletch and I to get away at the same time. It takes a lot of coordination, um, so it just. Uh, he will go off and do stuff and I will go off and do stuff. And, and honest to God, we're together for 24 hours. Well, no, like 23 hours a day, mm-hmm. seven days a week. It was funny. Um, I, 
I don't ever look at my reviews on Amazon, but Fletch actually read one of them. And in, in the stories I tell in bars, he's allowed to give some responses on some of the chapters. And one lady was upset about all sorts of things. And she said, and if you expect me to believe that he writes exactly like you, I'm like, well, we've been together for 24 years and we spend 24 hours a day together unless I go to the gym and then it's 23 hours. Like we we're sharing a brain at this point. Exactly. So, but, but back to my whole point about, um, about girls trips, the, the key is if you are someone who is difficult Mm -hmm. when you travel, own it. I know when I go on a girl's trip, I have to have my own room and I have to have my own bathroom. I would rather pay twice as much to not see your toothbrush on my sink. I, I don't care. Like the one time that um, my friend Joanna and I decided to spend the night downtown uh, because we were going to the opera. We generally do this once a year. We, we have a night where we both come That's in fun. from the suburbs and we, we rent a room. So the first time we did this, I said, I am going to get us a suite at the peninsula. The, the, the bummer about living in Chicago is we have all these great hotels and we live here. Right. So you don't you don't go and stay in the hotel. So we stayed at the Peninsula, which is super, super, super fancy. And we we just decided we'd share a room because it's also super expensive. And at three in the morning when Joanna was like snorting and thrashing and was making so much noise, I'm like, I, I have to get out of here. I have to leave. So I left her a note that I wrote in the dark, like, you're snoring, I have to go. And I didn't mean for it to come across badly because she was looking forward to breakfast and stuff. But so I went downstairs and you know, it doesn't matter how fancy the hotel room is, <laughs> how fancy the hotel room, or how fancy the hotel. At 3.30 in the morning, the only people in the lobby are the call girls who are leaving. So I came downstairs, you know, no makeup on, big fat Jen, with my, with my <laughs> you know, my twall bag, and I, I told them what car I was driving, and they were going to pull it around, and everyone on the staff was like, you must be amazing. You're so good at this. Because you're old, you're fat, but you're driving that. So, wow. <laughs> good for you. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, and Joanna I, I, wasn't happy the next day, obviously. She felt I made her feel bad, and I didn't want to make her feel bad. So, now, whenever we, we do our downtown thing, we you know we just go somewhere less expensive, and we get two rooms because that is what we need. That is, I mean, that's the best way to do it. Now, so, is there anyone that you cannot travel with? Oh, when you travel with someone that doesn't have the same, what I call travel foo, that's when it goes badly. You need to be with someone who has the same like budget mm-hmm. as you do. You need to have the same likes, dislikes. There was a trip that some of my friends, um, we all went down to Savannah. And we very quickly, once we got to this rental house, realized that we were two separate factions. There was Team Butter and there was Team Lettuce. I was on Team Butter. Team Butter wanted to sleep late and eat everything Savannah had to offer and not go for walks in the 95-degree temperatures with 90% humidity. Team um, Team Lettuce, on the other hand, brought their fitness DVDs and worked out three hours a day and wanted to walk everywhere. There was one point where my friend Joanna, who's my college roommate and, you know, lifelong friends, she and I were in the water, you know, sort of bobbing along, like probably drinking wine out of sippy cups. And our friend Kathleen was with us and she's also part of Team Butter. And we look up and um, Team Lettuce was on the beach in tiny, tiny, tiny little bikinis doing yoga. And we saw our friend Kathleen sitting there like, 
you have to get me out of here. Get get me out of here. So we came running up on the beach like we were, you know, like plus size Baywatch to save her because it was bad. It was just everything about that trip went badly because we didn't have the same travel expectations. See, and that's the thing you have to guard against. When you're doing a girl's trip, there's too many, for me, there are too many personalities to navigate. And I insist on my own room. I do not like sharing a room. I do not want to share a shower. I am grossed out by all that stuff. So that would never work for me. But yeah, I remember those stories from Team Butter versus Team Lettuce, and they were amazing. Well, and we also (laughs) went with, and this isn't anything I ever wrote about, because the girl that we were with was really nice. But after the fact, we started calling her Jesus Barbie because her deep and abiding love for the Lord was directly (laughs) disproportionate to how she felt about underwear. It was, everything about it was a disaster and it was hilarious, but she was such a nice girl that I didn't want to commit to print the mockery that was, that was part of it. But there was one point where all five of us had to shove into a cab because team, um, Team Butter, or other Team Lettuce, did not want to spend money on stupid things like food and transportation. They only wanted to spend money on drinks. So five of us are shoved in a cab, and 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 Jesus Barbie is shouting in the ear of the cab driver, do you like rap? Because I like rap. And then just, it was... Like, shut up. It was like a hate crime, except she didn't know she was being hateful. It was bad. It was bad. We have not traveled together again. And nor would I suggest it. I would suggest no. maybe Team Butter goes off on their own, and maybe right. Team Lettuce does their you, own You know thing. what? Team Butter has actually traveled internationally since then, and it's gone It's gone really, really well. We've had, we've had the best times, because we all know what's on our must-have list when we travel. Mm-hmm. Now, when you travel, what's on your must-have list? <sighs> okay. Must have um, a king size bed in the hotel room. That's a must have. Must have. Um, I love to have a good pool because I'm not a beach person. So if, like for example, we're going to Miami in a few weeks, and everyone's like, "Oh, the beach," I'm like, "No, no. I need a hotel with a pool mm. where someone's going to come and bring me cocktails. I need to be served drinks. I don't want to find sand when I get home in my belongings." <laughs> Or nor do I want to find it in the crack of my ass, quite frankly. Right. So I love a pool. And you know what? Here's what I must not have. I must not have too much agenda. Like there are too many people you travel with them mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, well, they've got this going on at the pool. And this. I don't, I don't want to do any goddamn activities. I, I want to chill out. And if there are some specific things, attractions, like going to play with cheetahs, mm-hmm. I'm down with that. Um, I just, it can't be too over-engineered or otherwise it gets on my nerves. That makes a lot of sense because you yeah. want to relax. I want to chill. And just, I don't chill very well anyway, so I need to really chill. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can see. You're somebody who I've never seen with less than two phones sitting in front of you. Yeah, well, here we are. But that's yeah. what and you do. there's one over here too. See, so, you know what, what makes me so happy when I travel is a good hotel. And part of this is, I, I can thank being an author for this because I, um, publishers are kind and they always put their authors up in the best places, especially once you hit the times list. It was funny on my, on my like first big book tour a week into it, I was staying in Seattle or I was, I was going to Seattle. I was coming from Dallas, I think. And I got the news that my book had hit the times list, which had never happened before. You would not believe how much bigger the hotel rooms got right in the middle of that trip. It was amazing. I, I, I love a good hotel so much. Now, the best place I have ever stayed, which is going to be surprising, Jacksonville, Florida. 
Huh. And no one thinks like, oh, Jacksonville, that's a garden that's super spot. super sexy. Yeah. But I stayed at the one ocean resort, and they don't have wake-up calls so much as they have someone who will bring you your choice of hot beverage. That's how they wake you up. They wake you up by knocking on your door with a giant tray with coffee, tea, whatever it is you want in the morning. That's what they do. Huh. They also have a personalized snack cabinet with um it's full of non-alcoholic drinks but you tell them i like sweet snacks i like salty snacks and there'll be like 50 bags of different candies and chips etc and since it's it's yours if you are me and you are going off on on the rest of your tour you will sweep every (laughs) single item in your bag and then you will show up to your next floor event with just bags full of crumbs but they were mine so i was going to take them that's awesome. Tell me about your best Who hotel. Knew? Okay, so I have two, and they've, they've both happened within the last, I'd say, year. So if you're coming to Chicago, if you decide to do another staycation mm-hmm. in the city, hands down, do the Langham Hotel. Oh, I've heard good things. Oh, I did not want to leave. I stayed at the Langham in Pasadena. It was wonderful. Oh, it was amazing. It was so opulent. It was The rooms were, first of all, it's totally up my alley because, you know, I'm gadget girl, right? Yes. So the bathroom's like mission control. There's all these buttons and they all do stuff. And, and there's, it was. What, what, what do you need buttons for in the bathroom? It's, it's kind of basic. Lighting. And, oh, okay. because in the, the way the, the shower is set up is there's a glass wall, but you can see into the bedroom area, mm-hmm. which is, you know, depending on what's going on, you're like, oh, maybe. Maybe that's not a great idea. With one push of a button, you can frost that glass cool. and have privacy. That is cool. So it's stuff like that that makes it very cool. The hallways are wide. The doors are beautiful. It smells great in there. It's just an amazing experience. Does the room have a doorbell? Yes. Oh, I love me a doorbell don't on a you? hotel room. Me that too. That is just the best. Me too. I don't know why. I just love it. It's just. But here's the other one. We were in um, Bali, in Seminyak, Bali. And um, we decided to stay in the W. And, of course, you know, me and my are always nice. But get a villa. You need a villa at the W because what you get with a villa is your own pool. And you, you get your own little pool. And it is incredible. And so when I was in Bali, I got sick because, of course, that's what happens. Anytime you're in Indonesia, you're going to get sick on something. So it was the best place possible to convalesce. Because I'm laying there, it's warm out, people are bringing me things. I ordered ginger tea, which was, the food's incredible, they're very Again, nice that's there. that's all I want in life. It's like, you have this little house, there's a doorbell at your little gate door or whatever, and, and they come in. I mean, it was just amazing. So, that was one of my, my better experiences away. Okay, so what was your worst? <laughs> Recently, probably the Deauville in Miami. Oh my God. I wrote, you'll have to read my Yelp review on it. <laughs> it was horrific. Like, okay, so Deauville is in Middle Beach, Miami, which, you know, if you know Miami, South Beach is where I people want to stay. Miami is a strange place. It is a strange place, but we go there a lot. So I know, I feel like a native there now. Okay. So South Beach is where you want to be. So you want to be south of, if you get north of like about 24th Street, you're getting toward Middle Beach. Deauville is significantly further up, and I can't, maybe it was like 60, 40 something. I can't remember, but what I do remember is I walked in. We were there with a big group. It was during Winter Music Conference um, in uh, March. So that's, you know, height of season. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to get another hotel room if you're there. So that's why we were stuck there. We were going to be there for over a week. And you walk in, the lobby looks promising, right? And then we got into our room, and 
it was this, first of all, a circa 1999 television is sitting, the big <laughs> chunky one. That makes me like physically angry. That makes me super stabby. That's a Gina B problem. That is a Gina B problem. That's, that should be everybody's problem, <laughs> damn it. That should not just be my problem. And it took up the entire desk. So I was working Ugh. while I was there, so I couldn't work on the desk because the, the Sony Trinitron, Trinitron television was sitting on, on the thing. And then not only that, but they I, we, we had an adjoining room with someone. The doors weren't open, but there was the possibility for an adjoining mm-hmm. room. The people in the room next to us were smoking, and Ugh. the smoke was sailing below the adjoining room. So at some point, we called the Keystone Cops of uh, the Deauville Hotel and have them come upstairs and they're like walking down the hallway like we can't imagine where the smoke is coming from. I'm like, let me clue you <laughs> in, dude. You. Right next door, underneath this door is where the smoke is coming from and they still didn't figure it out. I so every hotel was non-smoking now. It's supposed to be. They're probably Europeans. The Europeans uh. love to smoke down in Miami because Miami, the thing about Miami is you can smoke in clubs. It's the only, it's wow. Miami and Las Vegas are the two cities where you can still smoke inside and they're annoying as hell. Like in casinos in Michigan. In, well, probably yeah, casinos in Michigan. So you walk out of there. Probably casinos in general. Yeah. They 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 try to. If you have an addictive personality, they want you in a casino. Yeah. So they're gonna foster it. So, but you smell like shit. You know, you right. walk out of one of these clubs. But we got back from somewhere. It was like four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. Lee knocks out. He goes to sleep. I'm awake because the people had come in and smoke is once again pouring out. Ugh. And so I had them kicked out of the hotel at five in the morning. <laughs> It was ridiculous. But the other thing that was a problem about that hotel is that people would steal our do not disturb signs. Like there's a shortage of them or something in the hotel. I did that when I was a little kid. Yeah. Well, this was a problem every time. And then I started stealing them back. Right. Because these maids, these loud maids who don't speak any English would just walk in. And oh, I'm yeah. like, look, bitch, I had the do not disturb sign on. And they would explain to me that there was not a sign in some language. Um, and, and so it was annoying. It was the worst experience, um, that I've had in the recent five years in a hotel. Won't go back. Was it like a four star hotel? Five star hotel? Was it supposed um, to be nice? Cause that's when it's bad is when it's supposed to be nice. Well, here's the thing. I learned this from my friend's husband who is a photography. Um, I'm sorry. He's, um, he's a resort photographer. Neat. And he says that the stars really only indicate the services they provide. Oh. It does not indicate how good the hotel is. So there are... You know, like if it has room service, if it has this, maybe that's one star. If it has, you know, so when you get to five stars, it could be a full service hotel, but not necessarily a great one. Oh, so that's, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's something to know. You know what I don't like? Hmm. I don't like a sexy hotel. Why? Okay. Number one, because I'm me. Um, there is no hotel. real number two, but I, I think I was, I was on book tour in New York and the publicity team put me up in a sexy hotel. You know what happens in a sexy hotel? What? When I am by myself, I can't read because they have <laughs> mood lighting and I can't Cause you're supposed there. to be having sex. I know, but I don't want to have sex. <laughs> I want to read my book and I can't read my book because the hotel is too sexy. So I finally told the publicity team, I want you to think, um, WWDCD. What would Dick Cheney do? If it's a hotel where Dick Cheney would stay, that's what I want. Oh, yeah, they loved me. (laughs) Oh, my God. But you know, Cheney is not staying anywhere sexy. Because Cheney is one of the least sexy people that I've ever seen. That's my point. There we go. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. If I am traveling by myself, I want it as unsexy as possible. If I see condoms in the minibar, I'm angry. Because that is taking up space for like a really great chocolate. They don't take up that much space. They're only about this big. Yeah. And how big are candies? (laughs) Really good candies are much bigger (laughs) than any cotton mule find. (laughs) Okay. So now I know 
I already know the story about what was so awful about the trip you described in the opening shot, but why don't you share this with the audience? Because it's an amazing story. Well, this is this was a trip that actually the rest of Team Butter and I took to Italy. I had been taking these $12 Italian lessons for almost two years, and I'd gotten really close with my teacher, and she hosted these trips. What I didn't realize was that these $12 Italian lessons were actually more of like a multi-level marketing scheme to get people to go on these excursions. Next time, just get Rosetta Stone and you'll thank me. So I, I finally was able to, to go on one of her trips. And Fletch and I had just been in Rome over the summer. That was my first international trip. It was the trip of a lifetime. That's where Fletch turned into Euro Fletch. That's, we, we, I, I couldn't get enough Italy. I would go to the grocery store and just go through the international aisles so I could read the things in Italian because I had such a such a taste for, for the culture, such a taste for the language. I loved it so much. And the so food. we went on this trip and the food. Uh, so we went on this trip, which was on the heel of the spur of the boot in Puglia. And we knew it wasn't supposed to be quite so luxurious as some of the stuff that I had done, but we didn't know it was a long con. And it was it was so bad that three days into the trip, we had to we had to abandon ship it was um there were gypsies that were staying across the street and we all got fleas um like my room i think all of the appliances were held together by like load-bearing penicillin and nothing flushed and there was so much croatian medical waste on the beach that we couldn't get in the water so every day it just got progressively worse and worse and worse to the point where it was not only annoying but things were terrifying there's a whole chapter about it on on the long con but um yeah the 12 dollar italian <laughs> class is a lie and what makes me angry is we eventually just took off for rome because we knew at least we, a lot of us had been to rome before so we knew what to do there I had such a bad impression of Croatia, having seen all of their medical waste on the beach, that I didn't know Croatia was amazing. I'm watching Below Deck Mediterranean now. If we had known how great Croatia was, we would have just taken a ferry across and spent the rest of the time in Croatia because I don't think it's expensive. Well, that would have been a much better outcome than, than what than what happened. Right. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a quick break and come back with our last call segment where we will share our best travel advice. Stay tuned. So, you still here? Haven't visited us yet, right? Okay, well you have time and I'm going to provide you with an incentive. If you want healthy, beautiful skin, just visit us at naturalsbygenab.com and use the promo code STORIES for 15% off of your first order. Once again, your skin will love you for it. See you there. Welcome back to Stories We Tell in Bars with Gina B. and me, Jen Lancaster. We reached our last call segment. In prepping for this episode, I googled some travel facts and I'm shocked at exactly how much revenue the U.S. travel industry generates each year. Gina, do you want to guess? Uh, I don't know. Five billion. Five billion? Maybe. Yeah, you're not even close. <laughs> According to the U.S. Travel Association, the industry generated $2.3 trillion a year. Oh and God. that's that translates into more than 15 million jobs. That's incredible. Half of them are on cruise ships, probably. Probably. How many people are on a cruise ship? How many? How much staff? So if you want to make an impact on the economy, the best way to do it is to take a trip. Because it's, it's good for everyone. It's good for the economy. It's good for your health. And it's good for America. Now, because we're patriots, 
traveling for America, where would you go? What's your dream destination? Within America? No, you don't have to go to America. Oh, um, dream destination. Where have I really wanted to go? Um, I've wanted to go to Fiji. You haven't been? That seems like some place you would have been. No, I want to go there. I would well, too. Well, here's what's going to stop me. Another 24 damn hour uh. flight. Like, I just, I'm like, really? Like, I, I just am not um, excited about that. But I also wouldn't mind doing more exploration of, of Africa, um, but not in the countries where, you know, How far is like Botswana famine. from South Africa? Um, a good, like almost half a continent away, I think. Oh, see, this is, this is because I don't understand. Well, I know I understand maps. I just don't know what's on them. Yeah. I wanted to go to Botswana because of the number one ladies detective agency. Oh yeah. yeah. That's right. I remember look, that because it, it made, made it look, look kind of cool. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. I would like to explore more, probably more of Asia too. Yeah. Just to kind of see what's going on. Antarctica. Let's go there. There's no Starbucks, number one. Are number you sure? Two, there's no Four Seasons. There's just the one season. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> exactly. Now, you're a seasoned traveler, so what's your best go-to trip for making it easier on yourself? A lot of people, you know, have travel anxiety, and that's what huh? stops them from taking these trips. Like, Fletch, who we know, who we love, who we love. he has travel anxiety because he... The man does not know how to pack a suitcase. When we were getting ready to go to Rome, I gave him one piece of advice, and that was don't pack like an asshole. Uh That's it. Don't pack like an asshole. And I I realize that is broad advice, and I should have given him better advice because he shows up in Rome with Johnny Cash shirts and shirts from um, Breaking Bad, his El Pollo Loco shirts. And I said, as he's pulling this stuff out, I'm like... You have packed like an asshole. The joke was on me because we had to buy two extra suitcases to bring back all of the clothes he bought in Italy. And I was I was a lot bigger then. So they don't make fat clothes for Italian women. I was able to buy sunglasses, shoes. some shoes, right. a purse. But no, no, no. Euro Fletch came back with an entirely new wardrobe. And then he just got Did he like, buy nut huggers? Those like little tight Italian pants. Oh, a couple of them. He has has since gained weight from then. So now he can't wear his Italian jeans anymore because they are truly pornographic. They are, they are a sex crime. Like they would get him on a registry. They are so tight. So. Well, I, you know, I think the Caribbean is usually an easy go-to trip. If, if you just want to jet down somewhere, um, you don't have that much to pack. Although I will tell you that a few years ago we went to Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Um, and once again, you know, my boyfriend, um, I kept telling him, prepare yourself for the trip, prepare yourself for the trip, prepare yourself for the trip. Which we means get... don't pack like an asshole. Well, yeah. What ended up happening was we get to Jamaica and guess who does not have either underwear or socks? <laughs> <laughs> and then also guess who got sick? So we get to Jamaica, we enjoy one afternoon. All of a sudden he's like, I'm not feeling well. I think I want to go lay down, which leaves me. And we're at a couple's resort. We're at couple's. Couple oh. Swept Away, which is a beautiful resort if you ever get down to Negril, Jamaica. Couple Swept Away is amazing. And people are starting to think that I'm there by myself because Lee is sick and he couldn't oh, go anywhere. Like, like you got jilted at the altar, so They're you thinking, screw it, I'm taking the honeymoon? And then I kept taking food back to the room, so they, they thought I was just like Eating making up a person. And <laughs> George like, Glass. <laughs> right, exactly. The snuffle up, I guess, in the room. But so, so not only did he not bring underwear and socks, but then I'm the one that had to go forage into downtown Grill, Jamaica. Do they have Jamaica no, Walmart? They don't have Jamaican Walmart. And then not only that, but with 
it was so difficult to find either of those two. Does anybody there wear underwear? I was, I was gonna starting say, to do wonder. Do people in Jamaica just go commando? I found the most expensive Fruit of the Looms that I've ever bought. <laughs> and these socks, I don't even think, like, I'm like, dude, you just keep washing these socks out. Because I mean, you can't have been the first person who forgot that stuff. They didn't have it in the guest shop no, or anything? No, no. I mean, you could have had all the swimming trucks you wanted, but no underwear. Oh. So, yeah, it was just stupid. So, but if you're not Lee, um, <laughs> then it's a very easy way, it's a very easy thing to pack for. Because, and you can even get great packages. Um, you can get packages with all included. Just make sure you're not at some terrible hotel. And I think that's an easy one. If you want to make it easy on yourself to travel, get down to the Caribbean. Okay. My um, my best advice are a couple of different websites that are that are very important to me, but for entirely different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, SeatGuru.com. Mm. When you go to SeatGuru, you can see you can look up the plane, the actual plane you're sitting on, and it tells you the best seats, the worst seats, um, the experiences people have had in that seats. Like people will go on and say the armrest was broken, the video monitor was broken. This is right below the air conditioning vent. This is where you want to go. This is where you don't want to okay. go. The other one that is so important to me because I'm obsessed and I've never had an issue with it. Thank God, knock wood. Um, bedbugregistry.com oh jesus christ every place that has ever had <sighs> bed bugs is registered in bedbug registry and not just like oh you want to avoid the sheridan austin but specifically avoid room 3232 and that's one of the things that i check before i unpack anything before i put anything down i pull back the sheets and i do a close-up inspection because so i do not want them okay so this is interesting so they give you specific rooms so a bed bug would be in a room and not other rooms. So there'd yeah. be one room that has bed bugs yeah. and the I rest mean, don't. One of the things, one of the, um, one of the things, one of the ways that bed bugs travel are in the luggage hold, like yeah. on planes. So somebody could could bring it in there and and set their luggage down on the ground or set it on the bed. That's that's how they get there. So I'm ve- I'm so careful. I'm like crazy careful. The second I get home from a trip, my suitcase, if it's cold out, my suitcase immediately goes outside for three days to kill off anything. If it's hot out, it gets tied in a plastic bag and put into the garage. Everything goes, whether it's clean or not, everything goes directly into the washing machine on hot. Nothing comes into my house that has the possibility of bed bugs. Wow. I thought I was anal. I am insane about it. Of course, we're still going to end up getting them because Fletch, every time he travels, it will be three weeks that his luggage sits there still packed like his filthy underwear, just packed in the bag in in the bedroom because he doesn't he doesn't care to unpack. I hate it, too. I'll tell you what. I'm a, I am a terrible unpacker. I, I don't like the process of packing or unpacking. I love both. You love both? I lo- I, love. I love it because it's like Tetris for me because I can pack for a two-week book tour with just carry-on bags. And my huh. underwear are big. This is the second conversation <laughs> we've had about my underwear today because they are they are modest. They are the size of other people's pants pants. But I can pack everything clean, have fresh clothes, look nice, be TV ready, two weeks for book oh tour. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, you know what I love? Here's my tip that I've, I've learned recently. I like those packing cubes. Oh, absolutely. For people who hate packing, packing cubes are the shit because you can just roll your stuff up and fit it in a cube and your bag is so organized. That's what I do. Which is what I love. That is what I do. Now, are you a cruise person? I forget. Have you been on cruises or not? We took one cruise together. So I had never been on a cruise. Lee had been on cruises. Um, And I I just thought, am I going to be bored on this boat? But the boat's like a city. Right. So he's like, yeah, let's just, you know, we had to kill some time. Um, it's a long story, but we were in Miami. We're like, well, let's just book a cruise. 
So we cruised on a Nor- one of the Norwegian cruise lines, mm-hmm. um, and it was the same time frame as, remember that bad carnival cruise that people were getting, like, people were pooping I in. have a file on my computer about cruise disasters. Honestly, this is one of those things I'm obsessed with. Like, people get the norovirus, you know, they get capsized. I have a file. Well, it was the cruise disaster. I'm going to tell you exactly when it happened. It was in, I think, 2013, I want to say. They call it the poop cruise. (laughs) Yeah, because people were, like, pooping in, like, you know, vessels and putting... Because there was no power on the boat. They were cruising, like, down, like, in the Gulf of Mexico, I think. And they were being thrown back and forth, so everything was sloshing out into the hallway. Absolutely. It was completely disgusting. So my cruise that I took Mm -hmm. was going on simultaneously with that cruise. So all these people were wondering if I was on the poop cruise. And I was like, you would have seen me on the news. Oh, absolutely. If I was on that that cruise, that would have been bad. The Coast Guard exists to rescue you from that. Pretty much. I'm like, where would there be a helicopter to come get me? But... Our cruise was fun, but I, we were calling it the bucket list cruise because there were so many old people, and oh. we're pretty convinced that some of the people didn't come off that boat. Oh, that because makes me sad. there were people going on with like IV drips, you know, and and like I hated the buffet after the first day because I was tired of like fighting for sandwiches for the old people. It, it does make sense though that that's a vacation that t- it takes you, takes you places you don't have to be. Right. That actually does make a lot of sense. Now I am obsessed with the idea. I don't like cruises, but I am obsessed with the idea of a Viking river cruise, because apparently deep down inside, I am 75 years old and I will fight you for a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I was kidding. That's a good looking sandwich. I'm like, okay, dude, you can just have it because you're probably, this is going to be the last thing you ever eat, you know, because some of those people were just so See, That's how you know you're old when you call a sandwich. Good looking. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anybody call anything a good looking sandwich before. And some of my relatives are seriously old. So <laughs> yeah. So where are you off to next? So going to Miami, Miami's the next trip. And then after that, in the fall, we head off to Amsterdam and London and one night in Dublin. So, you know. I was going to say good day, but that is not no, even the right Australian. hemisphere. Not, yeah. even, not even a little bit close. How about you? I don't know. I, I have a couple of um, business things, uh, business places that I have to go. But I, I'm reading a book right now called The People We Hate at the Wedding. And it takes place in London. So last night I found myself just looking at places mm-hmm. in London around my birthday since Do I'm it. having a significant birthday this year. Um, so I'm just, I'm just, you gotta live it up. I'm looking. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. London would be amazing, especially that time of year. It's nice and crisp. It's before it oh, gets too cold. I, I have been in November before oh, okay. and it is the most perfect, most beautiful. Loved it so much. So it's a we'll good, see. it's a good month for fashion we'll there. So any more final pieces of travel advice you got? What my you got? last piece of advice is, is to get the worst room in the best hotel. Um, a lot of people will will go to a cheaper hotel because they can get, oh, we can get a huge suite, we can get this, we can get that. Even if you're in the worst room in the best hotel, you still have access to all the best amenities. Hmm. So that's always what I do. That's great advice because I wouldn't have thought of that. And then sometimes if you like, you know, if you're lucky, you can get an upgrade. If you're a jerk, if you're mad at them, if yeah. you, things happen. Things happen. All right. So that wraps up this episode for us. This has been Stories We Tell in Bars with Gina B. and Jen Lancaster. So thanks, DJ Lee Farmer, for mastering the mix. And thank you to our sponsors, Naturals by Gina B. <laughs> Till next time. You don't have to go home. <laughs> but you got to get the hell out of here. <laughs>